Welcome to No Ideas Original Podcast featuring Shanaw and Mr. Rob and Zane. How y'all brothers doing today? You're cool, man. Cool, Zane, you look very, very, you look as if you're listening intently. Well, you, you were listening to the open credits, mad intently, like, I'm going to hear something new. On the credits. <laughs> Yo, we got a good show lined up for everybody today. We got a, a number of topics that are that are pressing and on the forefront. You know, we're going to talk about space tourism. We're going to talk about the officer who got happy with his hands and threw a right cross at Walmart. Um, Dane Dash and his possible docuseries, hip-hop and health. And we're going to talk about Jordan Brand and what their efforts have been to bring on more female athletes, sponsor more female athletes. So very excited. Lots to talk about. Let's just get right into it. Space tourism. We all laughed when Donald Trump said that he, he was creating a space force, like the Air Force. But now space tourism is a thing. Z, start with you. Are you interested in space tourism? And is it a good thing? Uh like a yes and a no the space tourism is like uh you got rich people like i always say you got rich people rich people are people that have like a five million dollar home wealthy people will have a five million dollar painting in their home uh to me i believe space tourism is more for the wealthy it's like an amusement park for the wealthy people and for the rich people it's a good analogy Um, that 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 has no like uh synergy with the average, the average person that makes or allocates, you know, for their for their uh, overall uh, income, x amount of dollars per year. The only thing that I see that is good for from what, because you got to look at it too, fellas. Like when you look at the, the the news and stuff like that, how we always say um, it could be to the left or the right or be a gray area. A lot of stuff in the news be far left or far right. It's really no gray area, you know, depending upon the topic of, of, of our discussion. But this one right here, I feel that um, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and Richard Branson, yes, they have private funding, multi-billion dollar funding, if not more. Uh, into this space exploration, but at the same time, what is it contributing to the world? Like, you got homelessness, you got world hunger, all these other different like variables that goes on into the world. But it, it really does no justice to what's going on to the to, to the now. I think the space exploration stuff will be good for like the next twenty to maybe thirty years and, and beyond. But um, you got three. Um, uh, 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 yeah, billionaires, of course. But you got three. You got three like uh, very profound minds when it comes to business etiquette. When it comes to you know philanthropy and stuff like that. But I just see overall with with, with the space exploration, it's not going to really do nothing for us. Now, to what I'm thinking is that the reason why Elon Musk. Jeff Bezos and um, Richard Branson is going out there. To me, I think two out of the three is going for rare minerals. Uh, Yeah, because you got to look at it. Like, there's... um, They're going up to to collect minerals. Right. There's there's, there's news articles, and I think we talked about it prior, one of our other episodes, that 
you have these damn asteroids that's nothing but diamonds, nothing but gold, nothing but uh, 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 just natural resources that could be beneficial more for the, you know, for the for the Earth and what and what the current environment is. So when you look at it, I think that what the news is portraying, these 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 three individuals, two out of the three, are not going for what we think they are. Okay, so you got Elon Musk with SpaceX. Yeah, he, he has the rovers and stuff on Mars. You have Richard Branson. He does exploration uh, for people to travel around the world, you know, the wealthy or the rich, or, or in between wealthy and the rich. And then you have Richard Branson. He's doing the same thing that Jeff Bezos is doing, but I really don't see no real like relation behind what that's going to do for the average man or average woman on, on, on Earth right now. Well, yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. Good. So at the end of the day, all right, you got to look at it too, fellas. In order for you to have any type of spacecraft to go into the orbit outside, okay, you got the stratosphere. I'm not going to say it in like what the what the uh, levels are. But right now, okay, we're on the bias. Next to that, you got the strategy. You, you said you got you're the not going to say it, but now you're going to say it? I have to, fuck it. You got the biosphere of where we are on Earth. You got the stratosphere. You got the um, thermosphere, some other sphere. And then you have the ionosphere. The ionosphere is outside of the uh, uh, Earth's... Uh, gravitational belt, right? Mm -hmm. So, you mean to tell me that in order for people to to, 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 to to benefit from this, by a person spending X amount of dollars to go out there in the space and explore stuff like that, like, you mean to tell me that that is helping out society? It doesn't humanity. It's not, you know something? I think that, um, I don't know if it's about exploration as much as it's about an actual expedition. Because they're not going anywhere. They just, it's just, what I'm saying, bro. That's why I said, I think, I think it's, I think it's another thing. I think it's more about more money because you got to figure too, for these guys that have these private investors that invest all this money into the exploration, them private investors have to get their money back too, right? Well, so, I mean, it costs a lot to go, Rob. You gotta unmute your mic. It costs a, it costs a lot to go. It costs between three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars for people to go. But it's right? almost it's it's a flex. It is more than that. It's it's a it's a flex, and it's equivalent to when people go on a cruise to nowhere. And my understanding of it is that it's only a ninety minute trip. So even that, if that, if that, it's actually it's an eleven minute flight going sixty miles in the air. What the fuck are you doing up there? You just looking over the earth? Just and to be able to see. Pipe paying how much? Roughly? Roughly. They, they're auctioning right now. Jeff Bezos is auctioning a bidding for a seat. Now imagine this seat. It's only six seaters. So it's only going to sit six people. The rock is about 60 feet long. It takes 11 minutes to get to the destination which they, they're touring to, which is about 60 miles in the air. Mm. You get up there and then what? You come back down, do you float? What are you doing? Yeah, so it's it's an it's it's expedition just, just to go nowhere. But to, to Zane's point, if they are up there collecting precious stones, 
Let me tell you something. There is a growing culture right now. But stone, but amethyst stone, adventurized stones, with lapis moody, lapis lazuli stone. A lot of these earth crusted materials coming from asteroids starting to earth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And people are cashing in on it, man. And everyone thinking about Bitcoin, I'm telling you, man, start looking for these precious stones and start costing a lot of money. I'm glad you yeah. said that, Rob. Real, real, real quick, shot. And these are billionaires. This, this, only billionaires would want to go play in that part of the atmosphere where something happens. You know what I'm saying? Right, but see, real, 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 real quick, Sha, and that, this, this, this is piggybacking off what Brother Rob said. When you look at the movie Avatar, what was the main gist of that whole movie? It was, who was they going out there for? Exploration for natural resources from asteroids and from a quote-unquote another planet. But no, it can't be from another planet because you have to have the proper, man, you know how much technology of billions upon trillions of dollars it would take to go into another planet and land besides Mars? And Mars don't really have no natural resources. We're talking about other stuff. We're talking about stuff that's more tangible as far as asteroids. Asteroids are closer to the Earth than other planets, correct? Mm-hmm. So with so with Avatar, they was going to get a little chunk of whatever that uh what's the vibranium? Something like no, I think that was um Black Panther. But anyway, that's another correlation too. But they was going to get these natural resources. They, they, they said in the movie uh, Avatar it was from another planet, but I'm thinking it's from other asteroids and, and, and stuff that's in the asteroid belt to make, uh, you know, if that's, more if that's, premise, down if that's the premise of why they're going up there, I can see them doing that. Having the ability to have a precious stone that no one has that came from an asteroid, and my thing is if you're up there, how are you extracting what it is that you're extracting? Well, it's funny you say that. Yeah. I was going to say, to me, it's a, it's a billionaire's joy rush. That's exactly, and that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't think, I think that, I don't think that, to me, I honestly think that it's just a billionaire joy rush. Like Rob said, I think it's a flex. And I think right now, it's something that wealthy people are going to uh, are gonna want to do just to be able to say, like, to say, like, you know, I'm safari, I did this, I did that. A bucket list thing. Like, I think that, because you have these different people, these different moguls, when you start talking about Richard Branson, um, Elon Musk, and Jeff Bezos, like I definitely think that there's an industry that they're trying to tap into. And if you look right now, like Virgin got shares, Virgin Galactic, that's trading, you know, already on the stock market around it. And right now, because it's, it's scarce, the cost may be $300,000, $400,000. The same way, well, I don't know if you guys follow, but they also have the um the jet. I think they suspended it at one time, but now they're bringing the jet back that takes you from like New York to London, and like almost like in, in you know a way expedited uh, expedited time. And the reason why they they do these things and they charge so much is because it's scarce and it's an experience. So I don't know if they're trying to go up there and, and extract anything because I honestly think that it's just a luxury trip for people to take into outer space. To be able to look back down that earth and be like, yeah, this is cool. Right. 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 Now, fellas, can we also mention the companies that these three individuals represent? So that, okay. you know, the Amazon, Amazon Tesla, and Virgin. Mm-hmm. So you got you got Elon Musk with SpaceX, you got Jeff Bezos with Blue Origin, 
and you got uh uh Richard Branson. Richard Branson with Virgin Galactic. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. Now I was gonna say the thought I had, if it is that you're up there to do something, and and I and I'll take it from a Richard Branson. In the hotels, he's in the casino. If you can create a floating station or a floating ship that can look over aerially, you know what I'm saying? Like, just think of an aerial view of having that where you can go somewhere. Let's say it take 11 minutes, 60 miles, and there was a, a station that could just float up there. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's your, your, your destination to go hang out. Yeah. Or yeah. instead of going. That's a new way of travel. And I, I kind of get it, but I'm like, only these dudes got the money to do that. And how, and how would you economically just set, just you know, setting people up and people to do it? Well, that's what I said. Like, as, as, as it becomes far more common, the price will slowly but surely reduce. And I think the goal is eventually to have a destination, to say, okay, this is going to be a trip to the moon or whatever it is. I, I can see that happening. Think of Lando Carissian in the cloud, cloud suit. Yeah, I wonder, honestly, I haven't read too much on, a lot of weed too. On, on what NASA has to say about this, but I wonder what NASA's opinion of it is because they're, they, they're going to be some regulations. Like, I couldn't just see, I couldn't see NASA, and I'm not even talking, talking about from a standpoint of regulations, I'm talking about from a standpoint of a pissing contest. Right. NASA worked many years on all this stuff to put rovers on Mars, Right, and right. to revisit the moon and do all the stuff. And then you have these three moguls, wealthy moguls come in, get their private investors, sprinkle their cash around and beat you, <laughs> beat you to the punch. And before you know it, they on Mars building civilization or or building floating hotels and shit like that. I just I just think that NASA, something is gonna slow them down to high call it, to, to, to keep this at the little expedition. What'd you say? You know, the trick, you know what the trick bag is to it? Just like how I was about to say earlier earlier in this discussion for this, for this particular segment, you have to have a certain amount of clearance to have any spacecraft go out there, whether it's Virgin Mobile, Galactic, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, SpaceX, or whether it's Blue Origin. So being that NASA has been around since the 60s of what we know, but I'm thinking it's way- It's probably been around. That. Yeah. Wait, way, way before that. So NASA's looking at it, okay, yeah, we're gonna give you clearance, but if you fail, it's on you. So NASA, NASA rather, NASA's really using these dudes as, as guinea pigs. Like you, got, you, got, you got smart intel, of course. They know these dudes are geniuses. They know these dudes have, they, they have big budgets to pay people to think. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, would okay, Rob or, or Shannon, if you guys were NASA CEO or whoever, or even on the board of NASA, would you approve of of, of NASA doing all this stuff, or would you rather approve of Blue Origin, SpaceX, or 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 you keep your Rob? Uh, Zane, you keep mentioning these names. You on their payroll? You promoting them? I'm not on their payroll, but no, but no, but no, but no. What I'm saying, no, what I'm saying is that if this I get stuff, it, I'm, fails, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Nah, I, 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 no, I understand. I understand. If, if if this stuff fails, it won't really necessarily fall under NASA's. Well, of course. Uh, I mean, that's what I said. Like, yeah. But also, that kind of that kind of dovetails in what we were saying. Like, what are they doing up there? What they're doing up there, NASA has the ability to do on any day. Only thing they're doing is launching a rocket, 
out of the uh, up, in, up into outer space. NASA is doing they're attempting to do stuff like you guys started with saying that could possibly help humanity that could help us get intel on if there's life outside of the planet and stuff like that these dudes they're not doing it for that they're doing it to say like all right we got an expedition that's going to take you to outer space you can say you went to outer space and then if it evolves into something else then it evolves into something else but i could eventually see it because we're talking about people that also have wonderful tech experience, but I could, what I could eventually end up seeing happening is that one of them develop a rocket that has better technology than NASA, and NASA coming along and saying, hey, I want to partner with them for some sort of um, expedition that actually is involved with real exploration, not just going to the middle of nowhere, you know, like, it, that you think about like oceanologists saying, hold on a second, think about like an oceanologist versus a dude on a, um, on a sailboat. Like, that's how I look at this. Like, there are people who go out and they sail because they want to sail the ocean. And there are other people that's like marine biologists. Like, I'm going out because I'm going to study what's actually in the ocean. Right. And, that, you know, that's, that, may, that may be a, a an analogy that's all. But if you think about outer space and what they got going on, to me, that's what it basically is. NASA is going on space missions because they actually want to do stuff. They want to they wanna get rocks. They want to dig up soil. They want to look right. to see if life could exist here. They, right. you know, that's why NASA is doing stuff like, you know, we're gonna launch this into orbit and it's gonna take months to get to Mars. But Richard Branson is like, nah, I'm gonna launch this into orbit and it's gonna take me 11 minutes to get up there and then you're gonna look down, you're gonna float around, you're gonna get a selfie out of it. So, so, hey, so, so it's, the, it's the sensationalization of being aerial, that high. That's a different view. And it might sound like a kid, but when you got someone like Richard Branson who's into tourism, that's a new way of traveling. You know what I'm saying? A whole different, that's a whole breakthrough in traveling. People have been traveling north and south. No one's been traveling actually up. Mm. Hey, at the end of the day, they're gonna make some good money off of it. So I'll going? tell you what, this is this, but this only is my only billionaires can do it right now. So. <laughs> this, is my last, this, is my, this is my last little add-on, right? If people, you know, since the 1930s and maybe even before that, based upon articles that we read or whatever, or what we delve into, they talk about UFOs, spacecraft, and all the other stuff, right? So if Richard Branson, Elon Musk, and Jeff Bezos is putting all this stuff into exploration, right? Does that say that there's a Star Wars, Star Trek type of thing going on? Because if people quote unquote believe in these UFOs and all this other stuff that we don't even know about, who's protecting them? Yeah, who's protecting them when their spacecraft go up and break and breaks that and breaks that gravitational belt? Well, or well, is this all right? Well, just just real quick, the reason for exploration is to explore and to learn and to find out what goes on in space. They're up there, outside of NASA. NASA's up there for real reasons. These are, these, are, these people, are, they, they're worried about the dollar, in my opinion. They're hey, worried about they'll find a way to get people interested in a new way of living. They wanna break, they wanna break the mold of just what people do every day. That's, and when I see Richard Branson, that's what I mean. This man got an island, this man got so much, just entertainment and just buzzworthy things that they just pick a people person's interest. That now they're gonna have people flying up in the space, so they can have an aerial view, get on their camera because that's what they do. They probably text you from up there. Look, I see the Earth. 
and come right I'm back. I'm glad you said that, bro. I'm glad you said that. You know, because as they say, what's up above is the same as below. We got smart devices out here on, on Earth, right? So who's not to say that, which I already know, if you have the, if, all right, Richard Branson owns Virgin Mobile, right? Which is a telecommunications uh, company. So that means that by him even going up there, if I was him, I would have, of course, smart devices incorporated into the technology that's going up through the, through the different levels of the atmosphere. So, so with the smart devices, the smart devices communicate with other smart devices that are up there throughout uh, whether contracts that are non-disclosed or not. So with that, it's going to just push stuff even further because that's all a realm of communication throughout, 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 you know, exploration. I need somebody at Virgin Mobile to cut things check. <laughs> no, I'm saying, no, no, shot, shot, shot. Tesla, Amazon, podcast. So you mean to tell me in 2021, even if they did it in 2020, even in 2019, as you know, with the military and all that other stuff, they have contract with them, of course, to go out there and do, do what they got to do. So everything that comes out, whether it's the new iPhone or whatever that comes out this year, that stuff was already pre-planned about four years ago, you know, you know, before even hit the, the, the actual market. So they have to have smart devices and a bigger echelon of ideas of what they're trying to do when they go out there in order for communication. So yeah, ten years. Which doesn't say, I'm, I'm tr- I don't know the correlation between that space tourism and you plugging them, but I give it a thumbs up. Let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> not sure if y'all, not sure if you guys seen, but I'm, I'm sure you actually have seen because it's actually been viral and it's been talked to, uh, about a lot on social media. Did yeah, you guys yeah. happen to catch the video of the officer that um, punched the woman in the throat? I saw. I saw it. What do you think, Rob? Jumping in because it's too long, man. Like, you can't just talk to somebody. Yeah, what do you say, Zane? What's, what's your thoughts on it? 
I think the overall approach. Um, I know what I would have done if a male or female would have tried to bite me. I wouldn't have went to the uh, thought of, of, of punching them in the throat, or whatever. Just trying to. Just, no, 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 seriously. I would have tried to just take them down. That would have been my first. Not punching them, especially mm-hmm. not a female. So if you also got to look at it. That that particular female, just females in general, are very vulnerable to what goes on in today's society. We talked about it in our last episode, or second to our last episode. A lot of females have been raped. They have been uh, kidnapped. They have been just beat on every day, all day, uh, and stuff like that. So when you have a person that roughs you up in a certain manner, your defense mechanism goes up whether it's the bite, scratch, kicking the balls, whatever, just just to try to de-escalate the whole situation. Mm-hmm. I feel that, yes, I mean, the lady could have done a, a, a different measure to try to get away or do something to, to, to get that officer not to, 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 to respond in a certain manner, but it's also up to that officer. The, the, the officer. A lot of times, too, what I think is that with the with the police department, they need to have a male. They ha, they need to ha, not saying that they don't, but they need to have a higher ratio of male and female uh, partners that are in that same squad. You, 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 yeah, because that, that, that stuff can get very ugly. Usually, when you're trying to detain a female or a female criminal impersonator, whoever. A female officer would be on on, on deck. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, um, I guess my opinion of it is like I understand why he should be put on leave, and I think that the police officers have to be held to a higher standard than the person that's allegedly um, committing the crime. So, you know, the 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 fact that he took it to that level, he was dead wrong, and I'm I'm sure as a result of it, he you know he'll probably there's gonna be disciplinary action, but I doubt that he loses his job. No. Um, the other thing is like, um, you know, okay, it's, um, even what you saying, Zane, like, you know, how how, how you would have responded. Like, I'm be honest with you, I don't know how I would respond if a person tries to um to fight me. You know, like it's easy for me to look at it and be like, yo, why is this dude throwing a punch? But if I'm in the moment and, and something is heated and that, you know, all that's going on, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. I don't. My first response probably wouldn't be to try to punch a woman in the face or a woman in the throat. And I think that the whole situation. Um, just just escalated, you know. It's it's interesting, like even the uh, the vernacular of you know the woman that was being um, detained, she could have found a different way to get away yeah. from her <laughs> or whatever. Like I think we gotta really think about why she was why he was actually there attempting to to lock her up. Like I think the temptation sometimes is just to go right to yo these police officers, police officers are garbage or whatever it is. Like this is an instance that I see. Where, you know, and I don't know if the woman guilty or not. One thing for certain, though, they're gonna get her on assault charges for fighting the band. You know, and maybe they need to get him on assault charges for punching her in the face. Let me tell you something. You know how that go? Once, once, once two people presses assault charges against each other, what? What's, what's the normal verdict for that? Which are they gonna cancel each other out? Cancel each other out. Let me tell you something. He's got a part of their training. They need hands training. You know how many yeah. little techniques that you can grab somebody's pinky and their finger, put their ass to their knees? Yeah, pressure points, all that stuff. Pressure yeah. points and all that, man. And, 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 you know, slow somebody up. Just bend their hand back. Don't shoot your ass down. 
Hey yo, hey yo, fella, but we ain't gonna have no New York. All right, it wasn't in New York, but we ain't, we ain't gonna have. That was upstate New York. That was upstate New York. Oh well, that's 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 even crazier for this segue. They might start training New York police officers to do 52 blocks. <laughs> well, yo, here's, yo, here's the thing about training. If they fight like that, somebody will live, man. That's, yo, that's here's, here's the thing about training, though, yo. Training is, only, training is only as good as what the execution is, so you can train for everything. The class, look, they get all kind of training on how to de-escalate conflict and crisis, but they still go out and beat people up the nightclub. So, you know how you call it, like, training is one thing. The other thing is, I think, like, just human decency and restraint. You know, you have the ability as a human to say, like, this is a human and I'm not going to punch this lady out. But at the end of the day, also, like, we have to we have to have some level of uh, accountability as well. Like, I don't know why she would even want to put her mouth on a stranger. Like, you don't, you know, what you don't I mean? know where that dude been. He don't know where she been. Now, go ahead, Sha. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, nobody, why would you want to even put your mouth on that dude? Like, I guess that it was so... So much conflict going on and, and temperatures were, were, you know, everybody was hyped up that it was a, in the heat of the moment thing. Like at the end of the day, it's going to be two people that's going to have a lot, uh, a huge fallout as a result of it. All the plus, plus, I think, plus, I think one of the, if, if once this stuff hits the courts and all that, I think one of the things that the plaintiffs is going to say is like, okay, if that was your wife and you saw your wife being apprehended by a cop. Uh, how would you feel if a cop punched your wife in the throat or, or, or X, Y, Z? You know what I'm saying? Not a, that's not a legal defense, though. That's not a... Wait, so? to my, yeah, that's not a legal defense. Like, you can't go in the court and be like, Yo, no, 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 that, no. That's, that's the blanket. I mean, as far as... It's just, just the part... It's not, not going to intricate detail. I'm talking about how I would think. Well, mm-hmm. better yet, I would say the plaintiff would say... If that was if, if that was that person's daughter or wife or whatever, how would they feel if a cop was aggressive as that cop was as far as going to the extreme of punching a, a, a lady? Now look 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 like now also who's the same? Okay, prime example, right? Luckily, but we don't even know. But luckily, well, I think we do know because it, it definitely would have been out in the media. What if that lady was pregnant? He wouldn't have gave a fuck. He didn't care. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. I'm saying, but see, that that's the that's the sound bites behind that. So and I'm just glad that if it were pregnant, they would have reposted that video a million more times. Yeah, yeah. right. So I'm I'm glad that 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 particular female wasn't pregnant and had to go through that stuff or whatever because you somebody in the throat. That's the major air passes right there. In order for it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Like, to even see if after all this is all said and done, if she files a civil case against mm-hmm. um, that police department also and say, well, I was assaulted by a police officer. Like, she may win a civil case, you know, or they may contest it and be like, well, you're the one who actually incited the um, the rioting. It was definitely excessive. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I honestly, I'm gonna be. I think that in his position, with him touching her anyway, the way that they were all worked up, I would, I wouldn't even feel comfortable with touching, touching her, you know. But I guess I don't. I'm, I'm assuming, like my understanding of the story is he that he couldn't have made comprehending him for a shoplifting. I think that's how it's gonna go, though, fellas. I think one of the main things the plaintiff, the plaintiffs are gonna represent is okay, how many, you know, for that particular jurisdiction. 
how many female police officers do you have on your payroll or XYZ? Why wouldn't there have been a, a, a female police officer that would have intervened and try to de-escalate that situation instead of a male police officer? Stuff like that. No, here's the here's the the, the full like a just rundown. So a police officer from upstate New York is on leave after he punched a woman he was arresting, right in the throat, mm-hmm. knocking her flat on the ground and so on video. The DeWitt Police Department released body cam footage, which they spliced together, showing what led up to the scuffle inside of an East Syracuse Walmart on July 4th, where the cops were dispatched on reports of women fighting inside and allegedly using pepper spray. When the cops in question showed up, who has since been ID'd as Rory Spain, he tried separating the quarreling parties and ended up restraining the lady he ultimately punched, Tyriana Edmonds, with handcuffs. As he attempted to lead her away, things escalated. And in the video, you see Edmonds apparently trying and succeeds in biting Officer Spain's arm, after which he cocks his arm back with his fist balled up and unloads on the front of her neck. The punch lands and Edmonds is tossed back, falling hard to the ground and absorbing the blow. You can hear people around who are filming react in outrage. And when they approach Officer Spain, tells them to get back. He and his fellow officers arrested her and others involved in the prior altercation and they all face multiple charges over this. Edmund has also been hit with second degree attempted assault of a police officer, presumably because of what appeared to be her going for his skin. As for Officer Spain, he's on paid administrative leave while the department investigates. So, you know, this is this is gonna be one where with the, the police union will probably step in and I see this man keeping his job, but with, to me, what resonates most with this is how comfortable people are with using physical force. That's what stood out to me the most from this. Like how com- you gotta be really comfortable to get to the point where you, you know, like that's the response in a street fight. Like if you were street fighting somebody and they and they went that's to the world, so the world is the world is reacting response. Nobody thinking. But that's that's definitely not, you know, I wouldn't expect that from a professional man. Dane Dash is working on a family docu-series for his own streaming service. What do you guys think about it? So, you know, the show is supposed to feature him and um, him and his fiance and his son. Um, they're supposed to talk about his, um, his, 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 how he maintains his diabetes, her in vitro. Um, and it's gonna be, it's supposed to be like a really good family-oriented show. You know, Dame has had previous experience with these shows. I think he was involved as an executive producer growing up hip hop yeah. on uh, We Network, I believe it's on. Right. Also, right. Uh, what do you guys think? You interested in it? Yeah, or nay. Go ahead, Rob. I said yeah. I think I think it's gonna be important. You know, one one of the key issues I think, especially when it comes to women, is infertility. I think a lot of there are a lot of women more important we believe that that can't think of miscarriage is still good and want to have children and they wait till their late 30s and 40s and finally they can't have children it becomes it becomes cumbersome just to wear on the mind on, on a woman who wants to have children and also staying with diabetes is another great issue you know how to maintain that even in his lifestyle and all the stuff that he does I think that that's a that's a gem in itself watching him juggle his schedule, you know what I'm saying, his, his work-life balance, and still have time, and still really pay attention to his health. Um, I'm going to pay attention to it. He also said it's not going to be no drama, no dysfunction. Well, yo, Rob, you know Relationships what? Relationships and parenting and all that type of stuff. It's bugged bug that you say, say that because that's what popped in my head. I'm like, well, 
that's why this is going to be good for his streaming service because in networks when you turn on reality tv what's the nature of reality tv like good tv has drama negativity protagonist antagonist Watch how they use Baby Dust, though, too. Because he was part of this, the documentary too. They got a whole curriculum catered just for him. So I, my, my sense is it, like, do, am I interested in it? Yes, I'm, I'm interested in it. I'm interested in it because I'm a, I'm a fan of Dane Dash, and I like his entrepreneurial spirit and what he brings to the table. Do I think that, do I think that on a bigger scale, like on a major network, it would go? No, I don't. And yeah, the reason why... The reason why the reason why I don't think it would go is because you think about like um in contrast to what what's on reality TV now like one of the things that drives me absolutely crazy about reality TV that I'll tell anybody who listens to it is that I really hate to see the depiction of primarily women women of color every show is basically women of color getting together having drinks gossiping about the other women throwing drinks in each other's face fighting you know fighting over whatever it is and it's just it's just that's the nature of what the shows are built around like even if you look at, i don't know if you guys ever seen married the medicine the premise of married the medicine is supposed married. to be I heard about it. supposed to be doctors these are professional doctors living in, in um atlanta with their spouses but there's conflict am amongst them also that has become the crux of the show so you look at um what's the other one huntsville i forget what the name of it is um gosh i forget the name of it but it's Something about like um they were supposed to be like um real estate developers. Okay. And working on property and stuff. Huntsville, Alabama, I I forget the name of it. But that show right there went from being about three black couples and how they're partnering together to work on land in Alabama, to cultivate land, to build homes and do all this real estate stuff. Now the crux of the show is the conflict that they have with each other and how they have with their spouses and and that's what I'm saying, like, and that's why, that's why I said, like, for me, because I like him, I, I, could, I could get with watching it on streaming platform. Do I think that to a larger audience would it sell? No, because even if you look at growing up hip hop, growing up hip hop has the potential to be something that's so rich when you look at the tradition of these people's parents. But the episodes that I caught, there was even conflict, drama, and beefing on there. Why? Because at the end of the day, it makes for good TV. It makes for good TV. So I'm, you know, his streaming service, yes. Um, how you call it, a bigger network? I don't, I don't know what the sustainability of it would be. What do you think, Zane? I mean, we can't deny the impact that Dame Dash had on the culture of hip hop, fashion, film, art. Uh, like this dude even has his own uh, oil. He has his own. Uh, 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 his own, his own, uh, what is it? Um, Dusko, Dusko, uh, Dusko uh, wine, he got Dusko wine and stuff like that. So, what Dame Dash basically said is that Dame Dash wants to chase Disney, he wants to change the narrative of a lot of things that's going on in the in the in the black family structure. So, I think Dame Dash, uh, is very intelligent. I mean, shout out to Jay-Z and also Kareem Biggs. Them dudes, all three of them dudes is equal on equilibrium. But they just, their delivery is all different. Mm -hmm. um, I think that Dame Dash is very good as far as uh, picking out the, you know, the, uh, 
the dominant of rough. But right now, Dame Dash, being that he was doing a lot of that stuff on the on the exterior, now now Dame Dash is looking more towards the interior of the stuff that he wants to do, the stuff that he wants to display. Because he was such a good scout of picking out raw talent. So now what he wants to do is build up his at his uh talents and attributes and his strong points and flourish it out into the world. Now when he has like uh Dame Dash Studios, he has um I mean, you know, one of the one of the illest films that I've seen in the past ten years is paid him for. You know what I'm saying? So that already shows that he has a very creative mind. So now what I'm saying is that Dame Dash needs to control the narrative and that's the reason why he puts out his own network and stuff like that because prime example, Shaz, just like how you said, you can have, uh, you know, uh, these, these different networks and they sign these people big money or whatever or, or mediocre money, but they just want to get on. So when they sign that contract, they don't control the narrative. So when you have somebody throwing drinks in your face or calling people out of their name, whether male or female, they can't control that narrative. Dame Dash has his own company, so he controls the narrative of what's going to be projected out there for all the viewers. You know what I'm saying? Now, now the only thing that I want to see, I don't want to see Dame Dash talk about Jay-Z. I don't want to see this guy talk about stuff on that on No, 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 right, 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 right. Which, 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 which I don't think is going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen because Dame Dash is, is basically talking about his, you know, the family structure. Jay, I definitely... let, me, let me say, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I want to say this real quick because you bring up a really good point. So with all him controlling the narrative and putting out all this positivity and all this stuff, which do you think that he would get more views, which... In the, in the television market, you know, ultimately he's doing this as a business, so he wants to advertise this and he wants to make money off of it and for people to consume his content, which gets more views. Him talking about his family and how he's working with diabetes and the in vitro stuff, or him talking about the turmoil and the breakup of him and Jay-Z? I would think, I would think the diabetes stuff because right now the Jay-Z stuff is way too oversaturated. You got so many different people that talk different stories about Jay-Z or whatever. But the closest people to him was the people that broke bread with Jay-Z prior, which is Dame Dash and other people. So And that's why that story is how you call it. Anytime he wants to, think about his the, the stuff that he's doing now. The stuff that he's doing now is he's in court over the reasonable doubt um stuff because he still owns a portion i guess of like reasonable doubt and the nft stuff those are the ongoing things that are lucrative to him that he's attempting to monetize he's attempting to monetize those things because he was a partial creator rightfully so of those things but also because he knows the monetary value that jay-z brings to it so it's the same way that i don't know if you ever clicked on a video on youtube and it had something in the title that had nothing to do with what was actually in the, the video, right? Yeah. Clickbait. So as much as like, I think as much as we as grown men understand the value and appreciate the narrative of some, being something positive, you know, of seeing positive portrayals of black families, I don't know if the world is able to consume that and find as much value in it. You know, like I think there are a handful of people that's, that, that's, that's high. And, and I'm, you know, of course I'm, I don't want to downplay, you know, by a handful, but I mean that there are plenty of people that want to see it. 
but I can't really, I don't really think that that exceeds the amount of people that want to hear him sadly talk shit about his business partner. No, right. So, so, so that 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 goes to what I was saying earlier. So I think that Jay Z is, I mean, Dame Dash is looking to turn a new leaf because just like how Dame Dash said in that uh, Breakfast Club interview, he's hustling for his last name, not his first name. Mm-hmm. So he's basically setting ground. He he's going through all the sacrifice and all this other stuff for Ava, for Boogie, for his newborn, and for his uh, other son, and for his and for his other daughter or two daughters. I think he got like six kids in total. So Dame Dash is basically showing them the blueprint, quote unquote, the blueprint of how to get stuff done and to change the narrative. So the whole thing about it is that I just think that in order for like other quote unquote known celebrities to have a lot of financial banking, backing and stuff like that, we want to see if they're going to be able to, whether the, the partnership with Dame Dash or not, because, I mean, Dame Dash been on the gauntlet for years, ever since he, you know, separated from Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. And as you see, we all know who's the one that gets more of the, 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 the credits and, and, and praise. I mean, big shout out to Jay-Z. Jay-Z's a, a, a very uh, astute uh, businessman. Acumen is, 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 is out of this world, but I think I think the other thing too, man. I think eventually, before it's all said and done, I think Jay Z and Dame Dash and Kareem Big are gonna get together. But oh, cool. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Dame Dash is more interested in the music realm. He's not because you gotta look at it, bro. Like, think about so many different like. Uh, music celebrities that broke up, whether it's in R&B or hip-hop. Eventually, a certain percentage got back together once they were able to clear minds. I think the main thing behind Jay-Z and and Dame Dash, they had too many side people into their, into their, into their business. So you know, once, they, once but, but the world is so small, Dame Dash and Jay-Z is gonna eventually meet up again. They're gonna see each other somewhere and I don't think they avoiding each other. I just think they both looking for the time where they can just, or even even with Kareem Big, I think it's, it's just a time where they could just, them three get back and try to voice out their opinion and get well, things back to normal. Well, I think, you know, what makes that, make, makes that challenging? Like we talking about when, when you see people reconcile, they reconcile because, and you know, sad to say this, but a lot of people reconcile because they believe they can make more money together than apart. Right, so the reconciliation, I think for, I don't, I don't, I think Dane Dash is such a brilliant business mind that Dane Dash is not, you know, he don't need the, he's not beating down the door for the reconciliation, but it'd be much more beneficial for him than it would for Jay-Z. I don't think Jay-Z needs it. I don't think Jay-Z wants it. And I don't think Jay-Z is probably like a fan of how Dane Dash conducted business in the past, but to kind of just bring it back around to the stuff with the, um, with the docu-series, stuff is like I think and it's that kind of leads into like our next topic also is that I feel like what sometimes um happens is like sometimes I look at some of this stuff and I'm like yo this shit is great but is the world ready for it is the world really then ready to embrace it is there an audience like I think what would make a show like Dane even more powerful is if he wasn't the only person that would putting out these narratives or these stories like if we had other stories so it right. felt like oh this is what we're watching on tv now like you know we 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 had right. our cosby we had our bill cosby discussion right. a couple of episodes ago 
but the quality content that Bill Cosby put out was all positive narratives back in the days when he was showing us black successful families together. Look, black people could go away to college. Look, this, that, like those were the narratives that were painted for us that really spoke to about core family values and you know, people of color excellence and stuff like that. And sadly, where we are as a generation with television also and with sales and television and with sales and music and these things, isn't anything really positive, you know? And part of it is, part of it is, yes, it's driven by what the networks want to portray. And another part of it is driven by what people consume, you know? So if, there, if there's a demand where people are saying like, you know, we need more shows where people aren't throwing a drink in each other's face. We need more shows where it shows a demonstration of people as upright citizens. We need more shows that depict people of color, uh, um, families that can be successful and they can have wealth. Like, look at, think about how the narrative has shifted in television just over the years, right? The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was another show about black excellence. How many actual TV shows, scripted TV shows are even produced right now? A scripted television show costs way more money to make than a reality show. A reality show is just Yo, set up some alcohol in the scenario, put them in a room, you know, and that's a reality show is still scripted. The reality show is still scripted. Well, it's scripted in a sense of where you create a scenario and you create drama, but it's not, it's nowhere near a script as if you sit down and look at how they wrote Seinfeld, how they wrote the Cosby show, how they wrote Friends and all that. Like those are high production value shows. Reality TV is not high production. Reality is people saying like, yo, such and such, we had such and such on, and she said this, that, and the third. So when you meet up with her for lunch, we want you to have lunch with her, and we want you to confront her or talk to her about that. That's you the know why? reality. You know why don't shy, Rob? But I'm, I'm sure you already know the main, the main, the main person that's 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 cutting that check is not the same view as the people that's portrayed on that show. So they want to see that. They want to see that. They want to see that. They want to see not. Well, part, well, well, part, yeah, part of it is that, but let's not, even with us saying that, like, there are people like, look at Mona Scott. Mona Scott reflects, she's, she's a person of color, and her production company produces a lot of these shows. Carlos King is a person of color. His production company produces a lot of these shows. And, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that this is, this is terrible, but I'm just saying, like, this seems to be the wave right now for what people are actually consuming. And I wonder how this fits in the space between you know, like those shows. Cause I mean, I don't know, have you guys ever looked at Marriage Boot Camp? Oh, wow. I don't watch none of that stuff. Like yo, Marriage Boot Camp, when I turned it on, I watched it, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a show about these celebrities that come into um, counseling in their relationship and stuff like Styles P was on it and everything. And then somehow- Oh, I saw, I saw one, I saw one episode with both things. Conflict finds its way into that because it's one. television and good, tele good television you need conflict, you need a plot twist, you need stuff like that. So we, you know, we may want to see this, but at the end of the day, uh, you want to sit down and watch a feel good story. We're going to need him to go off the rails. We're going to need him to argue at a, one of his designers. We're going to need something to keep us I think you're going to get that anyway, because that's Dave McGarland. He's going to follow him. Very aggressive, very determined. going to follow him in his day to day life. You're going to follow him cursing somebody the hell out. And that's what that honestly, that's what's gonna sell. And that, I, and that's the thing you need to see. He be, he be changing the diaper and doing his damn insulin. Why he comes to somebody out on the phone? I think all that's gonna come with it. What me? What I would like to see happen, and it's kind of a segue into our next topic is that when it comes to health, he has somebody like Scarface on it. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? You have somebody like Freeway on there. Yeah. And, and just talk about help being in the industry and that and that the demands of being on tour and all those different things. You know what I'm saying? Where you forget about your health. That's what's happening. Yeah. So let's, let's go right into that. Hip hop and health. Is there room for health messaging? And um, do we need it in hip hop? Do we need it? Is that to me? It's an absolute yes. You know? Yeah. It's an absolute yes. But the other part is like what I was saying with the television show stuff like, are we ready? To, to consume it. Like, I just go back to, damn, like, growing up and seeing how hip-hop, the evolution of hip-hop, like, how it went from people, you know, we were singing about how we were black and proud. We had, remember? You <laughs> know, we had stuff about we black and we proud. Everybody had the medallions on. It was about That's having fun. Because of what you just said, television. Yeah, all of this, all of this stuff. And now, you know, how you call it now, none of the messaging or none of the stuff that sells is is reflects any of that so i feel like there were people like for me as an influence growing up a dude like karis one was a dude who he put the medicine in the music you know like you you were gonna get joints with him where it was gonna be some bars it may be something related to the street yeah but there was gonna be some knowledge some gems in there and i feel like like um i don't know if it's this generation or if it's what just was being broadcast on the radio or whatever it is it's just like I don't, I don't feel like we have that, that narrative to me certainly is not being pushed. And because that narrative is not being pushed, I don't know where the market is for people willingness or desire to hear it outside of people that are actually conscious of these things. I'm glad you said that though, Shah, because when you mentioned hip hop, okay, you got hip hop and you got rap. Hip hop is not going to talk about the same content that rap talks about. Hip hop is more of like purist, like a, a, a revolutionary stuff thought-provoking stuff rap is the total opposite mm -hmm. so at the end of the day hip-hop started in what 1974 you got cool herb you got melly mel you got grandmaster cash you got you got Grand richard branson and virgin atlantic nah <laughs> and, 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 at, and at the end of the day like you gotta look at the narrative too you gotta look at the contrast when they had self-destruction and straight out of Compton, that came out shit less than if Same not yeah, yeah. So you gotta look at that 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 too. Okay, you got self-destruction that talks about the crack epidemic and all other stuff mm -hmm. that people went through. But you got straight out of Compton, gangster rap. Mm -hmm. And we all know about the whole situation that, you know, there was a, a certain individual I don't think is living anymore. They told about that private uh, 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 board meeting that they had to where these big wigs with a whole rack of money were trying to push the narrative in order for people to get uh, accustomed to gangster rap because gangster rap is more of something that it, it's like it's like catch it just it just catches you it 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 it, it, it sounds good. People can relate to it and all that other stuff, but at the same time, you had it to where like hip hop was more of a feel-good music. So when you're in a club, you're gonna dance more to hip hop music or gangster music, and that's the reason why they incorporated R&B collaborations with 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 with, uh, with rap and with hip hop. So the whole narrative, the R&B collaborative 
with hip hop sounds totally different from the R&B collaborative with, 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 with rap. You know what I'm saying? So you on a whole different frequency. And at the same time, you got people saying the B word, the N word, and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. shouting it in the clubs. So a lot of times too, when you shout that in the clubs and you downgrade of what, you know, your, 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 your natural royalty is of kings and queens, what normally happens when you see on the news? You see this stuff out out playing the clubs. You see it out playing the streets of the clubs that night because you 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 you, you vibrating on a lower frequency. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I just think that um, hip hop. I mean, even though it's born in 1974, yeah, okay, we still got a long way. It's one of the the, the youngest genres, if not the youngest genre besides EDM. But at the end of the day, man, we gotta just do better as far as the, the, the stuff that we portray out there to the to the younger people. You so know what I'm saying? Because we not we not we not um we not getting any we not getting any younger, man. I agree. I agree with that. And I agree with that for television also, that I think that, that there needs to be a better depiction of people on TV and on radio. But I'm also wondering, and this is what I'm pushing back and saying, like, is is there right now a market? For what? I don't think there's a market for. I think there is a market for hip hop and health because you're watching some of your your most profound artists be struck by health issues. You know, our, our artists, our our, our oh. artists. I mean, Rick Ross dealing with a seizure, Prodigy, Prodigy dealing with sickle cell. I just mentioned Freeway and Starface getting kidney transplants. Let me tell you something, man. When you are artist, you on tour, you ain't thinking about no doctor check up. You ain't all the ghost shit on the street. Mm-hmm. Your tour dates is brand. You going from city to city. You're getting no rest. You know what I'm saying? You know why? And yeah, and yeah, because you are you on demand. You on demand. You're trying to keep money. Or you chasing bags and getting right. paper. That's exactly what it is. And, yeah, and, and your priorities is, and your priorities are out of whack because you know you might have a a card note or a house or a mansion, whatever it is, man, your, 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 your lifestyle. There's no work-life balance. Take that I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that, that bro. Further though, Rob, because yeah, hip-hop, you, hip-hop is nothing like that, but you, you look at somebody like Nick Cannon, you know, with Lucas. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Take, take that a step further. You're talking about the artists, right? The art, the artists that, what about the labels? The labels also. The labels gonna tell them like, yo, it's great that you rapping about you know, your lupus, but can we make money off of you? You know what's crazy? Freeway said, Freeway says people told him not to mention it because people don't think you weak. Yeah. That's what I, yo, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't doubt it. That's what I said. Like, I think our artists and our generation, because we, I can't think tell a person, you can't tell a person going through that. Nah, I didn't mention it. I know about that. Of course, yeah. But I think that we're, we're at a, a, a place, we're at a place in our life where the music that we listen to, we we, we may want to have a message. Like we okay with, like what I said with Karis One, like yo, he put the medicine in the music. Like we've already been sort of primed for that. I don't know how we get to a point where we actually prime youth, unless we get, again, unless we get a movement of where we have radio program directors actually supporting it, labels supporting it. Right, you know, invisible. They, 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 they,
the label, the manager, whoever it is or whatever, all these people want to profit off of it. So people exactly. are making it because they're making it because it's art, but they also want it to be profitable. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think that that's probably the hard part that puts people in a position to say, like, do I want to, do I want to make records like this? Because is it going to be profitable? That's unfair. But at the end of the day, there are some artists you know that they, they're message driven that they're going to be like, well, it ain't about the actual product. I can live without the product. I'm putting out independently. Or I have a core audience or following from that I know that want to, want to hear this. You know, and to speak a little bit to um, what you were saying, Zane, about the, um, about you had self-destruction out at one point and then you had, um, you know, end up running or whatever, like comparable around the same time. And that sort of ushered in a shift in the trajectory of where the music went. And I think that we, we are now, we've been through a couple of shifts in our era, right? We shifted, we went from empowerment to fun, to, you know, money, drugs, now that was health. <laughs> now, now, but no, no, you know what? Now it is honestly, it ain't health. You know what it is? That shit is lean and drugs. Dripping, dripping drugs is where it's at now. Maybe the next step, maybe the next step um, how you call it, Juvenile Manny Fresh making a Vax That Thing Up. <laughs> Record fuck was good. But yo, here's, here's even the thing where I'm like, you know, no, one, nobody takes that serious because, you know, people split on whether they should vaccinate or not. But two, don't nobody want to hear that shit or <laughs> whatever. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, we, 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 how you call it, like, we have to think about sometimes in the context of this stuff, like, you know, like, do, do you want to hear? Do I want to hear? Yes. Do Rob, you want to hear? Yes. Do Zane, you want to hear? Yes. No. But do I call it? Do other people want to hear? I'm talking about like health records where people inter, interject and insert health messages and different messages. Even beyond health, I want to hear more about black empowerment and stuff like that. And it seems like we starting to get some of that stuff entered in there. Like Jay-Z, I've had people tell me that Jay-Z's worst album was 444. And that 444 album was a whole bunch of medicine about financial literacy that, frankly, people were not ready to receive yet. So my position you know why, is, how do, we, how do we get people ready to actually receive this stuff? You know, hip-hop, hip-hop to me is like the most unloyal uh, genre of music that there is. Of course. Um, you got to look at it too, but see, you got to look at the low bottom of what we just talked about. Of how you said uh, Jay Z fans, whether die hard or whether mediocre or whether low grade, they said the 444 album was some trash uh, uh, based upon the content. But then you gotta look at now that's the low grade. The high grade is how we talked about earlier with people that own these particular companies, these record companies, right? You go, oh, so, I was about to say, you better not mention right. <laughs> Nah, 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 nah. So the thing about it is that when you have these big time CEOs, founders of these different corporations, prime example, just like how Brother Rob said earlier, you have like Styles P, you got the Juice Bars, you got mm -hmm. other different other different artists that have these different like businesses going on. When you look on their page, when you look on their page, 
the one that's pushing that is that particular artist. You don't go to Def Jam or Atlantic Records or Arista or whatever and, and see that they, they push that, 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 that same money. narrative. They're not going to push that same narrative because it's all microwavable. It's all microwavable, bro. Because so, they want to sell records. That's why. That's right, because they want to sell records. So, so, so that goes back to what I said. Hip-hop is... Or, I'm sorry, not hip-hop. Rap is the most disloyal genre there is because everybody's it, it, it just replaceable. Like, say if, say if, God forbid, we have Nas go, we have Diddy go, we have Jay-Z go, we have Snoop go, it's going to be other people that's going to that's gonna take them seats. You know what I'm saying? People and have already taken those seats. Huh? The people have already taken those seats. Right, but what I'm saying is that they still there. It's the reason why they still there. It's the reason why Diddy, Nas, Jay-Z, Snoop, and several others, Master P and Jay Prince are still there. You know what I'm saying? It's the reason why Irv Gotti, Jay Prince, Suge Knight, and uh, Irv and, and the other people try to put together a distribution company in order to where they didn't have to depend on people that's not the same hue as them in order to distribute their music. But at the same time, that same music was still detrimental to a lot of the people that didn't know how to decipher what's 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 entertainment and what's not. So at the end of the day, man, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's like a catch-22. The best thing that an artist can do for people that's listening to this, start your label and then partner with the company or the, the, the big umbrella company that want to sign you. And you can help kind of control your music because if not, they're going to they're gonna put out all this other different stuff. And then you got to look at how many artists that died, talented artists that died from drugs, whether it's hip-hop, R&B, rock and roll, jazz, all of that stuff. And, and at the end of the day, they benefited with people that owned the company. That's still the prevalent message. Because they had the publishing. Today, though, the prevalent message, right, that what they pushing is the narrative is still about the drugs and stuff like that. Like, all the people... Yeah. All those, all the people that you name, like all those artists, all those artists, whether they're black or whatever it is, they all contributed to to the demise of hip hop. Because all of those people were taking them checks and making them same records, hoping to get a hit record from it. So, no, but, 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 notice I didn't even say hip hop. I'm talking about other genres too. Mm-hmm. So collectively, that's all still music. And at the end of the day, the ones that capitalize off of that is the ones that own these companies, because the same ones that own these arm, this R&B uh, groups, as far as publishing, hip-hop, R&B, rock and roll, they still own the company, whether it's Sony, whether it's Republic Music, whether it's whatever. Don't, don't let the artists, don't let the artists off the hook, because the artists wouldn't be doing it if they weren't capitalizing. Right? Well, a lot of a lot of the artists do it because they feel that they have no other way out besides sign that contact with good, bad, or indifferent. So you always see shit every week. We see an artist complain about their contract. Nobody, but nobody put a gun in their head and said for them to sign that contract. They did it because of, of whatever they did. So, so, so people uh, independent. So people. So people that's independent. We don't think that they rapping about getting high, shooting people, and doing lean and all that stuff. Of course, but 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 you see the, the see, no no hear me out. No 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 not the only that's one of the no. mistakes that we make is like we take we have to if we gonna hold people accountable let's hold all parties accountable because 
no artist is going to partner with a label and say, I'm going to make music that I don't like and I'm not going to profit from it. So it's okay. They're just not profiting as much as the label. You got to look at it. What's, what's the percentage of artists that come out independent and do their own thing with not the uh, goal of signing a big $10 million, $5 million contract, opposed to the ones that still stay current and independency as far as currency, like the rapper currency. He's still independent from what I know. Like, imagine if, imagine if Jake, oh, said Jake, imagine if Drake would have stayed independent. Mm-hmm. The whole narrative of the music would have been different because he wouldn't have had the same producers, he wouldn't have had the same machine behind him to push some records. Whether there's a, because a, 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 a lot of people don't know, there's records that are shipped, records sold, and records that are not sold that come back to the actual company that puts them into the red. So, well, so imagine if, imagine if um, Drake would have just went independent but didn't have that that machine. He wouldn't have put out the same music. I think because I heard his early work and I kind of feel like he was trending in this direction. And when I think about independent, to me, the biggest independent person of all time, at least for me growing up, was probably Master P. Laid the blueprint on how to do it independently. And Master P's songs as an independent artist all glorified what? The hood. The hood. He was all, all, yeah, all about the hood. So I'm saying, like, I'm not saying that the label don't have ulterior motives. I'm just saying that this is a marriage, I think, that goes hand in hand. You know, if you want to get in bed with somebody, especially over a check, it has to be mutually beneficial. Like, nobody is going to say, yo, I really want to rap about, you know, shit as it relates to health. But the label is forcing me to make these records. So I'm going to make these records and I'm not going to One of the most important songs that came out or albums that came out was when J. Cole did that K.O.D. album and he had that song talking about substance, uh, you know, people, rappers uh, abusing substance and all that. I Mm -hmm. forgot the name. You know what's bug? One of the one of the critiques that came um that I heard a lot of people say about J. Cole's last album is that they was like that there was too much on there about him talking about having threesomes and all this other stuff. And it was like, yo, where's this coming from with J. Cole? Now we could say, yo, the label for No, that wasn't the last album. I'm talking about the KOD album. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the one that came out. This is yeah. the way I'm going with this. Yeah, this is the way I'm what that what people were saying because i think j cole and when you think about a kendrick lamar dudes like that are dudes who actually they make music that have some substance to it there's some mm-hmm. there's some message in there but his j cole's last album people were critical of and was like yo why is j cole all of a sudden rapping about having threesomes and wristwatches and the crazy shit about it is i think the dude was like <laughs> recently married with two kids or something or whatever so people like where this coming from? Only thing that I'm trying to say with this is that, you know, I call it like I think artists are not gonna be able to monetize them. Yeah, artists and artists know that, you know. So there are some artists that we listen to, like Styles P. Styles, Styles P gonna give you some bars about juices for life and pharmacy for life and stuff like that. But the crux to his album, we gotta accept it's not gonna be. You know what? But I, I, I still am pushing his pharmacy for life product because. Mm-hmm. You know, but and I, and I can see not not too many people are, are taken to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not taken, not taken to taking black seed oil and sea moss 
because they like a Sprite and Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah. but that's, yeah. that's because of what? Yeah. That's because yeah. of yeah. what? Yeah. They're, not, they're not controlling yeah. the narrative. You're yeah. not going to be able to monetize no, at all. Yo, there's a, um, there's, yo, there's, there's, think about like in the context of just needs and wants, there's needs, needs and wants, right? Primarily as people, most people consume what? They don't necessarily get the, the, the needs. More people are focused on wants. There's plenty of stuff that we, that we don't actually, uh, how you call it, have to have, but we want it. Like, yo, there's some places where you don't have to have a car, but people still go get a car. You don't have to have 50 million pairs of shoes, but people get 50 million pairs of shoes. You don't have to have all kinds of, you know, like, so, again, it doesn't go back to, and I'm just to bring it back to this or whatever, like, do we need it? Yeah, we need it. Do people necessarily want it? And that's what I think the, in, that's what I think business in, in the industry of selling stuff is about. Like, you could come up with a product and be like, yo, how many times you guys ever watched Shark Tank and fix this thing? And they'd be like, yo, you absolutely need, you need this. This does this, do that, this, this is that, that, or whatever. You need this. And you look at this shit and you be like, yo, I, yo, I, maybe I do need this or whatever. You know, maybe I, maybe I do need this or whatever. You know, but then at the end of the day, it comes down to like, I don't really need it. It's something I want. You know, I want it, but I don't really need it. And that's that's what I think is like in the context of this stuff. Like, do we need it? Hell yeah, we need it. <laughs> or whatever. But right now, I think it's probably like, yo, right now we may like, at our age, we like, yo, we see the value in it. But overall, I don't know if people will necessarily see the value in it. And they see how, like you were saying, Rob, it'll get monetized. They need to. They need to because they're going to need it. And you're happy to do all the the irony of it is that if people actually tuned in and was more receptive to it, it would increase their life expectancy. Um, so speaking of speaking of um, speaking of what needs, wants, and, and and money, you know, Jordan Brand has now they have the largest female roster in terms of athletes that they endorse. They got one of my my favorite uh, my favorite uh, athletes on there. Oh yeah, uh, Sato Sabali. Okay. Play for the Dallas Wings, your son. She can ball, bro. She was, she was, they um, she was recruited, not recruited at nine, but she was discovered at nine years old playing ball for the, and they was like, yo, shorty gonna be nice. Mm -hmm. And you know, she's a she's a, she's German raised. Her mom's is German. Her father's from Gambia. She's just a dope chick, man. And she said, yo, I'm. This is one one of the first things my father gave me was a, a Michael Jordan tape when I was young. You know what I mean? And that just sounds like when we were growing up, when we had the air up there and you know, all, all the yeah. I ain't even gonna lie, Michael Jordan was not my big my favorite guy. I like Barkley, but I wore my jet, my, my 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 shorts like Jordan. You know, I, w I wanted to play like Mike. I came yeah. and you know, giving women a, a a platform on something as big as Jordan, I think it's a great thing, man. They should have done it too. Yeah, I wonder where where's it um coming from though now like what's triggered Jordan Brand to realize that do they have any incidents do they have I know any? I'm sure Jordan has employed tons of intelligent women mm -hmm. do they have any athletes I know what it is they got, they got a tennis athlete I don't know I think all of their all of their players primarily seem like to me to be basketball players Derek Jeter Jeter was on Jordan yeah yeah he was a he was a baseball player on Jordan. But most of the people is like about as far as women. You're talking about as far as women. You gotta figure two fellas. I think to me, I might be wrong. 
I think that Jordan sees the, uh, the praise, the accolades, the hype behind LeBron. He wants to beat LeBron to the punch as far as, like, imagine if LeBron incorporated a situation where he adopts uh, female uh, WNB players. And not just WNBA, but also uh, 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 female basketball players from the to, to to join his brand. So I think that being that, which I'm surprised LeBron never had ever since he came out with the inception of his own, you know, his own shoe. I think Jordan LeBron, LeBron, LeBron owned the shoe though. Nike owned LeBron's shoe. LeBron, LeBron is an employee to Nike. Right, right. But 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 what I'm saying is that LeBron has signed. He signed two contracts, maybe three prior to getting that lifetime billion dollar Nike contract. So that right there kind of made Jordan mad. So at, the, so at the same time, when you look at um... <laughs> made Jordan mad. <laughs> Jordan very mad. Even though, even though Jordan gets bucks for a lifetime from the Jordan from the Jordan brand, or just from other Jordans that's still under the Nike uh, multitude of percentage, I think that um, sheesh, I think that uh, uh, Jordan, by him doing that, was a very smart move because just like our brother Rob said, okay, uh, you have tennis, you have golf, you have swimming. Those those uh, actual activities cost a lot more than basketball. Whether you're trying to get your daughter or son into. So that's a higher grade, a higher pay grade as far as to get your, 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 your kids into. So I think that if Jordan do incorporate it, like our brother Rob said, if he does branch out and get the um, female version of golf, tennis, swimming, track and field, everything besides basketball, that'll be good. But Jordan's, I guess, just starting off right now with the basis of basketball. Because basketball, of course, basketball has more games than the swimming competitions, more games than the, the, the tennis and all that other stuff. Like, besides that, the other thing that Jordan could do that has a, a, a higher volume of, of, of games is, is, is also uh, baseball or softball. Like, Professional softball players, okay. Nobody because, watching softball, Zane. Huh? Nobody watching no professional softball. Nobody's watching it, but if Jordan puts his name behind it, people will. You Nobody. Know what I'm saying? Because you gotta watch, look at it. It's, that, it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a higher volume of games of games being shown. Nobody watching that. Nobody watching no major league baseball ratings is in the toilet with professional players. No, no. Major League Baseball? Major, major bro, league baseball bro, ratings. You got, you got the main you got the main face of baseball is a Japanese dude. Major League Baseball they ratings. Right now. Right now. Uh, they they're, gotta they're, play they're, for the Angels. Their ratings are in the toilet. Like Jordan, the reason why Jordan went out and signed these basketball people is because when you think Jordan, marketing, when you think Jordan, what do you think? Yeah, if you don't think about softball, you think about basketball. Right, so, it's about excellence. You think it'll be at the top of your game. That's the reason why you got Jeter, because Jeter was at the top of his yeah. game. Every single game. I guarantee week. Jordan come out with Softball and the mother sports that I'm about to name. Jordan using WNBA right now because you, you gotta look at like, like look at the look at the look at the comparison of what the highest five or ten paid NBA players make opposed to the highest paid 
10 WNBA WNBA players. Let me add, let me let me let me, let me, let me, let me put you off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me put let me just let me just I got I'm trying to wrap my head around this. So <laughs> let me let me, let me let's see this. The nature of an endorsement deal is for a company to sell their product, right? Right. So people attach when they sign an athlete, they sign an athlete based on an athlete being able to sell a product, right? Gravitation, right? Name me one professional softball player, male or woman. We talking about women. We're not talking about males. We're talking no, about I said, I, time. Yo, the reason why I said male or woman is males, males don't throw. Males, males don't play softball professionally, bro. Males play women play women play. Softball professional. Okay, male. so forget males. Forget males. Maybe one. Maybe one professional softball player. It could be a male. It could be a woman. It could be an alien. Bro, I'm just saying. There's no male professional softball player. Maybe, There's only maybe, female. So name anybody who professionally plays softball. I don't know, it. but what I'm saying is that George well, is hold about on, to hold on, that. hold on. So let's back. Let's backtrack and go back to what we just said to frame this discussion that we said that the nature of an endorsement deal is because you sign an athlete because they bring visibility to your brand. Right. You look at the people in the NBA, that's horrible. They wearing Nikes, they wearing other people's shoes. Not right. for not for no reason. If you just want to give an endorsement deal, shit, give me my own shoe. <laughs> it's about bringing notoriety to the brand. I use the example of, a, of, of even a male just to say to you or whatever, like, yo, there's no interest. And in high calling like softball, I don't even know if people gonna watch softball if it's the shit is in the Olympics. Don't nobody care about my softball. <laughs> yo, yeah, yo, unless you're a weekend warrior, you play on Sunday in your corporate league. Yeah, Rob. No, I can't say. Nobody gonna watch the damn softball. You <laughs> definitely got not gonna look for the top player in softball so you can watch the newest joint. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. He gonna be in a bidding war against himself. <laughs> I'm, 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 and I'm talking about sports that women dominate at a high rate. Basketball being one of them, it makes sense that he would have basketball players because he plays basketball. But there are also tennis players that play at a high rate. There are also there are other sports, you know, but sports with no notoriety. Soccer too, volleyball, but but sports with notoriety. It's caught on television so often. You'll be watching these players over and over and over. I don't think we're gonna be watching the softball. The air softballs. <laughs> the softball World Series. <laughs> oh, softball is played, but it's played by college teams the most. And it's played in Cretona Park. <laughs> yo, he's not, yo, there's no market for that. Like his market is the the basketball players, the um the WNBA. Um, tennis players, probably golf. I bet y'all didn't know this though. I bet y'all didn't know this part. Even swimming, even like gymnastics, you know, like things like that. But it has to be marketable people. Baseball right. itself as a sport, as a sport, baseball right now, that's why they're trying to do things, and it's probably better to discuss on the sports episode, but that's why they're doing things like changing the spin rate on the ball. So people can't use the substance. They're doing anything to generate offense because their ratings don't reflect a success, you know, a successful sport. Their ratings are in a decline. The top I rated, you know this, though. The top rated Ke- games, the top rated games aren't even performing well. Yeah. Jordan catching a lot of flat because all of his 
Jordan Brand females from WNBA are black. You catch a lot of flack from that. I mean, I think that that's something. You know what? I think that's something. I think I saw some. I saw some. some yeah. Your opinion, you know? I mean, there's some. There's yeah, definitely an ethnic crew, but. At the, the, at the end of the day, like yo, it's marketing and advertising, and marketing and advertising, people gonna sign the people that they think is actually gonna help them generate revenue and that you can market. But they change, you gotta be at the top of your game. You know, so I just, tell, I just tell me, tell me this, fellas. Do y'all think now this this could be good too? Do y'all ever think there will be a a, a a mix of male and female in a basketball? And if so, do you think that'd be beneficial or just leave it alone? In, in a league or a game? A league. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't, I'm not interested in that. Man, we, I'm just getting used to the big three, so. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not used, I'm not used to, I'm, 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 I still haven't gotten used to the big three and I don't like novelty games. Like to me, even the all-star game and stuff like that is like, it's, it's just, I'm not, nah, I don't, I don't. So with the way, I, hey. I, I I I give credit. I would like to see that because the way things going with rights and all that other stuff, you're gonna eventually have that, bro. I would say yeah, maybe now it's gonna be a mix. It's gonna be yeah, male right. and female basketball. Call, call, call me when Jordan got softball players. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, number number one draft pick. He, he and said, they play. He gonna hire Pete Rose as one of the head coaches. <laughs> yeah, they, yo, but but all jokes all jokes aside though, like the other part of this is that um the market for it in terms of in terms of actual sneakers, you know, like consumers, like you know, one of my as a person who appreciates sneakers, like one of the knocks I have on Jordan brand sneakers is like it's not like people are beating down the door to get Jordan brand, and we need to be let's let's be clear that Jordan brand is different from Nike. Jordan brand has <laughs> been off from so, like all. Oh, Zion, like it's, like the, it's like the excess wash off of, or, or remainder. No, he, a, he has a couple of athletes. He got Zion. Uh, I hope they got a good design to create. Carmelo Anthony never made a decent Jordan brand shoe. He had one. I think he had one. He had one. One that was really decent. I hope they have a, a decent enough designer to, to really make a decent Jordan lady shoe. Well, here's, here's the thing, though. Like, and this is why I think that. This is what piqued my curiosity with this and why I say like he's on to something and the market is right now because right now in the sneaker industry, they are releasing a lot of sneakers that are women's sneakers. You know, they, they're supposedly designed for women, but males buy them, you know, and they just buy them in a bigger size because they're like collector's item type shoes. Like maybe it's a different colorway than what yeah so it's not so you know some of it may just be the, the extent of the design may be like you know what i'm gonna create another jordan 3 but i'm gonna make it in this like that's a that's a classic silhouette i don't know if he could do that because he's jordan brand and nike may not license it or allow him to do it but you know like stuff like that one of those licenses you can pay for the jordan be like Stuff like that makes sense because there, you know, there are sneakers that come out every day that people wouldn't realize like that's really made to be a woman, a woman's colorway or a woman's sneaker that dudes buy. Like there's a market in that sense. But if he go out and start making like I agree with you, Zane, some of them Carmelos was dead ugly. If he start like, making like, like biscuits with biscuits with, with oh, shoelaces oh, for women. And then here's the other thing that I wonder too, like, you know, we had Kixie Jixie on, and there, 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 there. 
there are a lot of female, there are a lot of female sneakerheads, but a lot of the female sneakerheads wear a lot of like the men colorways, and then you know they dibble and dabble in the um how you call it the the the, the female colorways. I don't know how many casual female sneaker people are there that's gonna go out there and be like, oh, you know, I see he signed uh Candace Parker or whatever. I want to get the Candace Parker tubes. <laughs> nah, I think I think what Jordan is, is Jordan sees the wave. He sees how the LBGTQ whatever community is is, is is rising and whatever is the flux of the group or nest egg of uh them of, of the of the female basketball players that come out and claim that and be proud of it. Those are gonna be the ones that's selling more than all the other ones combined of the of, of the ones that he have right now. Because Yo, you gotta look at the climate. So Z, what are we doing tonight, man? Cause we, we nah, I'm being for real. I'm being for real. You went to yo. I'm being for real. No, so, no, 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 no. Not, not to speak, not to speak down no, on it. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just saying, saying like, you think we sign these people based on them? potentially identifying as LGBT and thinking that this could be a way for him to sell some shoes because of their sexuality? No, I'm saying that I think that's going to be a gateway because you have a lot of, uh, you know, the people in the LGBT community and stuff like that that are in the, the WNBA. And, and that, 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 that the force, the force is strong as far as the, the people that, that support that. <laughs> <Force is strong. laughs> No, yeah, no, no. The force is strong. <laughs> no. You're making it sound like I'm talking about like some like uh uh Star Wars type with the, the Jedi. No. Yeah, he said the force is strong. You know they're in the background. No, 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 no. I'm saying like, hey, whatever somebody does, that's whatever floats their boat, whatever. I'm just saying as far as marketability, I'm I'm thinking that like I don't think it's going to go that way. I don't think he's even thinking. Yo, but here's the thing. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Here's the thing. So here's the thing. So you, I'm just, excuse me. So you think that there's going to be air LGBT sneaker. Like why would would an LGBT? It might might not be called air. air, It's not going to be called air LGBT. It's going to happen. But, but yo, so here's my thing or whatever. Like, I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm just trying to think. Like, so why wouldn't they, a person who identified as LGBT just wear different pair of sneakers? Why do they need a like? Why? What's the what's the correlation that they gonna be like, yo? Because a, a gay basketball player owns those, I'm gonna go buy those. That's, that's, that's what's gonna thinking. happen, bro. Mark my word. That's what's gonna happen. Oh. <laughs> and they're gonna be playing softball, man. They're gonna be playing softball league too. Yo, Zane, just so you know, well, I, I, well, you know, I, I kind of I did go too far with the softball league. I, I believe that the basketball shoes I'm talking about for the WNBA, I think that I think that's gonna Yo, happen. Just so you know, the only sport probably getting lower ratings than the WNBA is the softball. Michael Jordan, I hope you never see this. Um, 
I appreciate you signing these lovely ladies because you think they have talent. Yeah, yeah, give them. They all got a platform. All these ladies got a specific platform that they, most of them, are already bringing to the table. It's giving them a voice to speak about social issues, women issues. I mean, there, there are a lot of things that women, the, the community of women, are going through, and you have, you know, you have these women that. that some yeah. are international. Like I said, uh, Sate Sabali, she's from Germany. Um, she's an international player. And, and I'm sure she has a follower. She's pretty nice, man. Mm-hmm. So now, 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 real quick. You, you got, back to the basis of what I said earlier when I when I talked about this. Do y'all think LeBron going to adopt the same thing? Or are you going to leave it alone? I don't, I don't think I don't think LeBron I think LeBron's business interests lie otherwise I think LeBron wants to own a team I think he'll eventually own a team I think LeBron does want to do stuff in film like he has production company right. I think he wants to be oh, in um, he's good. and and he I think he also wants to be in um player management you know so I think there's a number of different things that irons in the fire, but as far as like a, a sneaker company, I don't know if LeBron has, I, I don't get a sense from LeBron that he has an interest per se in a sneaker company, but LeBron is, is talented and LeBron has proven to be his business acumen, him and Maverick Car- Carter, like to me, their business acumen is unmatched right now. Like they lay in the blueprint for what future basketball players um, should do. But I, I just, I don't know if the sneaker industry, you know, is where he would, want to be like to me there's a lot of competition in sneaker and if you look at even like michael jordan's success he has success with jordans and nike and whatever deal he has with them but if you were to probably look at what's going on with jordan brand i don't know if jordan brand per se is successful like if he's doing from a sneaker standpoint you know like let's not my last question for both of you for this the jordan situation I already know the answer. Did Jordan so make more money? No, no, no. <laughs> because I want, I want your, I want your opinion on it. Okay. Did, did Jordan make more money with Nike or with Jordan Brand? With Nike. Do I call it more money with Jordan Brand? I don't. I, I think Jordan. I think Brand, he made more money with Nike. I think Jordan Brand was something that Nike gave. Michael, Michael Jordan, or that Michael Jordan thought of when he seen how much money Nike was probably making off the shoes. Now the issue. No, but I'm saying, that, he, do you think he made more money overall? No, I mean, as of today, right now, at 9:42 Eastern Standard Time, did he make more money with Nike or with Jordan? Well, can I? Can I answer it? Or wait, 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 well, hold on, wait a minute. Are we playing softball now? Okay, so let me let me let me answer it. So what I was saying, and I'm gonna try to get there fast for you. I don't want to be slow like softball. (laughs) 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 So what I think happened was that Jordan seen how much Nike was actually making off of Jordan sneakers, and as a result, he created Jordan brand as a spin-off to Nike. The issue that Michael Jordan has is that all of the shoes that people want are actually products of Nike. So to answer Zane's question, Jordan has made more money probably off of Nike than he has off of Jordan. Now here's where it gets a little bit more tricky. Just stick with me for two more minutes. I promise I'll get there. With Jordan, what's going on with Jordan brand, he probably has, I'm guessing, I don't know if he has partners, but he has far more ownership in it. So when he does, when Jordan brand does pick up and resonate with people, and hopefully it's with these young ladies, then Jordan brand will have, Jordan will have far more ownership and have the potential to make more money. 
it's right. different. That's what people don't. It's different having ownership and license, and like that's one of the things with the, um, the former president Donald Trump. Like Donald Trump's name was on buildings because he licensed his name. It wasn't only solely because he had ownership of buildings. Michael Jordan's name is licensed probably so to the Nike Jordan sneakers, and he probably has some deal worked out. Jordan brand is his, so. The sneakers that's popping in a nutshell through Nike are the ones that he's probably making more money with. But you know what the most lucrative deal he about to put together? His softball deal when he goes on the softball. Get your Jordan back. Get your Jordan aluminum match right now. Yo, I'm like, now I got to look up and see, like, I don't know one softball player. And that's a shame because I used to love playing softball. But I can't think of I can't think of one professional softball player in the history of softball. In the history of softball, like not just immediately, just ever. Like I don't know one softball player. If Michael Jordan, if Michael Jordan comes out with a softball line, Jordan Brand deserved to fail. <laughs> yo, he, he is, yo, his market, Jordan, the Jordan catches mask, Jordan, Jordan gloves. Yo, but yo, one thing though, women's softball is big in college. Yeah, yeah. Big college, so maybe there's a uniform or something like that. But yo, my thing is like, all right, so who are those people? What are their names? Yeah, I don't know who are those people? What are their names? Hey, that's that's a good that's a good thing you brought up too. Cause now you see how the NCAA have it to where the college students are making money yeah. off of their offense. Yeah, yeah, yep, that's, that's that's the main reason why I said I think Jordan might consider doing that as far as the, that and other sports, just to you know generate more capital. I feel like I'm gonna write a letter to him and be like, yo, Michael Jordan, don't Michael do Jordan. It. this is what I need don't you to do. Sign, yo, I, I need you to sign somebody's endorsement deal for miniature golf, ping pong. No, Rick, see, I ain't say all that. Hold on, hold no. on, hold on, hold on. Pool, um, badminton, checkers, anything, anything, anything except for softball. Sign those people before you sign the softball players. Yo, and truth be told, that market Rawlings, don't Rawlings, uh, what's that, Munzo and, and Russell Athletic? Yeah, probably already got all that on lock. The people with the poor marketing directors probably so. Right now. Yeah, the hell. Oh man, so yeah, this has been an interesting episode, man. It has, man. This has been. It's like what I was a classic, right? <laughs> oh man, yo. yo. So, with that being said, if we are fortunate enough to get through the YouTube algorithm and not get flagged for this week. We will see you. I don't think we will. Nah, we didn't say, say nothing like the Rob next, next week on the next episode. By the way, Rob, that's a dope shirt, man. Thank you, bro. Black father. That yeah. is nice. Uh-huh. Yo, that, 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 that hat you had last episode was nice, too. The fresh, the fresh hat. Oh, like yeah, yeah. That's from a clothing company. Shout out to Johnny Fresco from Dead Fresh. Dead Fresh Crew. He just put out his own sneakers, too. Nice. Get out of here. Yeah. We'll holler at y'all next week. Peace, everybody. Peace. Peace.